Hey guys, welcome back to the Tipsy Ghost. We are your tipsy hosts, Sarah, Sarah, and Lindsay. Hi guys. Wow, silence. Crickets Hi. over there. Because <laughs> normally Boynton goes first, but she didn't, so. No, it's delayed. Are you okay over there? Mm-hmm. Thrown off. Okay. Are you, are you doing okay? <laughs> staring at the mascara on your cheek. <laughs> Why is there mascara on your cheek, Sarah? <laughs> Fun fact. I don't think I have ever laughed so hard um, in my whole life. I thought I was either going to throw up or pass out. She was literally just crying her makeup all off. <laughs> and it is um, now all over my face. <laughs> I've tried to wipe it off, but it, it's just there to stay. So you're welcome. <laughs> it's just a reminder. Of- it's always nice whenever we can come together on a common subject <laughs> of making fun of Lindsay. <laughs> I was going to say of making fun of me because that's, that's why she was dying laughing. <laughs> clear it's, it's either you or me we're getting made that's fun true. of that's true. so it just happened to be you today and i told them that i um had this brilliant idea i don't know it's not like it was very original but before i came over i thought i'm gonna pretend like i'm interviewing them for a behind the scenes scenario but really i'm gonna <laughs> have a filter a horrible filter <laughs> without our knowledge here we go here she goes, go. I'm going to finish go. the story Here for her. go. Because she's dying again. <laughs> so she was <laughs> recording me and Boydson, but it's really Boydson the first two seconds and me the last 20 seconds. And that's why it's funny. <laughs> and I have this filter on, which neither of us know about, but Sarah. And Sarah is literally dying like she is now, crying. I'm like, we're not being that funny. <laughs> I was feeling really good about myself. I was like, oh, Lindsay, we've got good, good chemistry. It's going well. You did. It was adding to the video. It was so good. It was more than I could have ever asked for. Like chef's kiss to both of you. Thank you. Thank I, you. It took her a good five minutes to calm down from crying to even show us the video with the filter. Turns out. <laughs> Lindsay's got these suspicious eyes the whole time. Just Googly eyes. Darting back and forth with this weird, like, weird grin on her face weird like (laughs) smile on my face that makes my lips like go up and my teeth look all funky (laughs) it's called a smirk (laughs) it's called the smirk so during the video she told me Lindsay, look at me look at me and i was confused because i thought we were doing like a candid like video so i turned to her aggravated i'm like what (laughs) and then you just see my eyes just it was horrible (laughs) it was the best thing ever and thank you for that Jim. i I will cherish that for years talk now (laughs) i got permission to post i gave her permission because it made her so happy (laughs) it's christmas (laughs) well for us it's christmas it's christmas this week oh gosh that was beautiful that was beautiful speaking of christmas it's is this the last time we're meeting in 2020 <clears throat> mm-hmm. oh my gosh oh my gosh see y'all next year <laughs> oh actually you we'll, next year you'll see me this year <laughs> we still have work this week <laughs> I, I won't see you you won't see me till next year that's right cheers to 2021 guys oh, may 2020 God. rest in peace <laughs> <laughs> i don't know any other way to say it that dumpster fire of a year is almost done. Bye. Don't miss you. Gosh. Well, that was a joy. It was great. Do you guys want your Christmas presents? Yeah. <laughs> Are you going to surprise us? Yes. Oh. 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 Only. 
I'm tempted to withhold them, though, because of that video. <laughs> Maybe Boynton can get hers, and Sarah, you have to earn yours back in a couple of weeks. I'm so sorry. I just could not resist. I could not do it. I knew it would be amazing. And oh, it's empty, it's empty, it's empty. Are you Mary Poppins? It's empty. From the bag. <gasps> For me? Oh my god. Thank you. I feel like I got coal. <laughs> <laughs> you probably did. Big old lump of coal. I foresaw that you were going to embarrass me on the internet, so I got you coal. <laughs> to be fair. We have all embarrassed ourselves multiple times on the internet. Might I, I remind you, myself daily. Might I remind you that I described what a shocker was on air. <laughs> so you had I do remember that. And splooch. So you're welcome. <laughs> I do remember that. And you guys hear my horrible accent come out every now and then. That is and we really mispronounce and- words all the time. Okay, those are not the same. <laughs> <laughs> nice try. Okay. Can I open my presents? Yes, now? you can. Merry open Christmas. This one. Okay, yay! <laughs> <laughs> You're faster than I am. <laughs> Don't say anything because hers is similar. Oh! <laughs> 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 I love it. The likeliness is uncanny. <laughs> it's so cute. <laughs> oh, I thought that meant because we were all twins, or triplets. <laughs> Oh, no, I'm the... Oh, yeah, look oh, at you! different. Oh. <laughs> so my... I got a keychain from The Exorcist, and it's the little girl looking all sorts of creepy. <laughs> Reagan. It's Reagan. She's... She's, um... She's possessed by Pazuzu. She's uh, like after about to use the board. Yeah. yeah, after she used the Ouija I don't know if you knew that. <clears throat> Our podcast is coming full circle. <laughs> I have one from The Shining. Thank you. I do it. love The Shining. Did your is your keychain seventeen plus? It is. It's only for <laughs> almost adults. <laughs> rated R keychains. Okay. Yes, because mine is two demonic girls holding hands. <laughs> it's the twins yeah. from The Shining. I love it. I'm glad it says The Shining on there though, because I think people might look at it and be like, "Huh? <laughs> love it." Thanks, Lindsay. Thank You're you. Welcome. What's next, Lindsay? You can open and whatever the medium. Order. They're not the same anymore. Okay. Second size. They're not the same. Yeah. The. Oh my god! How creative of you! <laughs> I love books. So I told you how. <laughs> I know you do. She's <laughs> <laughs> her face in the book. What's yours say? It's the complete book of ghosts. Mine is perfect. Mine is UFO witness sightings. <laughs> of course it is. And it uh, smells excellent. Does it? <laughs> oh, it's a paper slice. It'll my give face. you guys lots of stories to bring up and talk Ooh, about. Oh, I love it. Why, so my excited. ghost is very aggressive. <laughs> She is strangling another ghost. I really was oh. looking for like a witch book for you, but I didn't that's want to get you okay. a Wiccan book. <laughs> that's oh, all I could find. <laughs> yeah, that's, I, that's okay. I wouldn't understand it. Like spells one to one, and I was like, no. I'd be like, no. and then here we go. <laughs> I don't need to feed this Ten into Sarah. Spell. It's the Wiccan. I don't need to feed <clears throat> Sarah's fascination with witches and spells. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> it's quite all right, Lizzie. Thank you. That's very special. All right, you guys got oh, one more book. It's kind of it's kind of nice how we all get oh. to open them at separate times. <laughs> what, Sarah? I need you to stop selling the book it's right my, away. It's my favorite part of the yes. book. Yes. Oh. What is yours? 
Haunted America. Ooh. <laughs> I love it. Mine is a uh, true crime. True stories oh. of the world's infamous murders, thieves, and con artists. And you know I'm going to be using this. You're going to have so many stories. I'm so excited. excited. I really wanted to get you guys the Unsolved Mysteries book, but I was like, no, yeah. I shouldn't. I was going to say, I've already seen them all, but there's no way. <laughs> no, there was like many. So those are all closure. They're all closure books. Oh, bless you. <laughs> Praise be. <laughs> I know you guys well. Thanks, I can't Lindsay. wait. Thank you. That was really sweet. You're so you are nice. welcome. Merry Christmas, guys. It's Thanks very for not fitting. getting me coal. It's fitting. You're welcome. They're books. They're books from Lindsay, the book reader. I know. I know. It's I was perfect. Like, one thing I love, books. And fun fact, that was the third day in a row I'd been to that bookstore. And I'm just like, I walk in and I'm like, sup <laughs> to the hey guys, cashiers. me. They know me and my kids. We come in all the time. And it was the third day in a row. I really appreciate this because I don't buy books for myself. So thank you. You are welcome. I buy books for myself too much. I I do. <laughs> I don't. So I have an really entire room of books. But I don't have either of these. And I'm very excited for them. I'm glad. I'm thrilled. And uh, I do apologize that your your Christmas presents are not here tonight, but they will be here before Christmas. I'm so. excited. You're welcome. Don't you worry a little <laughs> hard about it. I'm going to have so many ways to tell you that aliens are real. I cannot wait. I was standing there in the section looking at all these alien books, and I was just like, oh, gosh, this is where <laughs> I'm at in my life. <laughs> Buying these ghost books and That's alien what we books. do for friends. I know. That's so fine. I did. I, w- I looked through several alien books, and that one looked like the best. My gosh, she even filtered them out. I'm impressed. I did. I was thumbing through them and looking at them and re- reading the backs. <laughs> That's good enough. Yeah, I love it. Well done. You picked some good smelling books, too. Thank you. I did not smell them in the store. I feel like I get weird looks when I do that. Oh, I that's yeah. that's what I do when I go to Barnes and Noble. I'm like, nobody's looking, nobody's looking. <laughs> Sniff. <laughs> True story. There is a perfume called at the library or something like that. I need that in my life. Yeah. Um, it does smell like books. That's interesting. <laughs> it's at Sephora, mm. and it's a really nice brand. Ooh, Sephora. I want to go smell it, but they don't let you smell anything anymore. Well, because they still have testers out. But you, I just smell it through my mask. Turns out you can smell it through your mask. Weird. I can smell some things through my mask. Yeah, because yeah. we got a candle the other day and I was smelling it through my mask. Yeah. I mean, some of them I couldn't, but some of the stronger ones I could. Yeah. Anyhow. Books. Books. It smells like books. We love the smell of books. Paper. Okay. Anyhow. My, <laughs> my story tonight comes from a really good smelling book. I'm going to let you guys smell it. Oh, it's from a book that you have. Listen, I have it. <laughs> okay, okay. Apparently tonight is let's make fun of Lindsay night. It's okay. I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I can't wait for 2021 when it's make fun of Sarah night or make fun of Boyd's tonight. Okay. Okay. <laughs> on, yes. our, on our recording at the haunted investigation recording <laughs> i always sound like a fucking fool so um, i do too Lindsay. with all due respect <laughs> do we not remember bingham wagner when i couldn't even be left alone without a babysitter this no. is true beast again let me point out the fact that you can make sentences <laughs> meanwhile i'm like yeah <laughs> Uh huh. We can't be the only people in this nation. 
I, I am I officially. Please, I'm going to print that on a t-shirt. <laughs> I had a good point. Can I just say? <laughs> I was also correct. So <clears throat> moving on. Guys, what are we doing tonight? <laughs> smog, smog, smog. <laughs> I actually didn't remember what we were doing. <laughs> I was like, I don't know. I we're think it's doing a smorgasbord. Smorgasbord, yes. Yeah. We're good a little... job, Sarah. Thank you. Sure. Too many Christmas drinks. What did you think you were doing? You deep. did your story. I did. I no. In the moment, I <laughs> I just blanked. So if somebody like calls on me really too quickly and my brain's not ready, I just like I freak out. It's that social yeah. anxiety. Yes. You explained I was that like, very uh, thoroughly. What are we doing? What are we doing? <laughs> You'd rather uh, swim through a pool of rat shit, I think is how you phrased it. Than be called on and have attention yes. drawn to me. Absolutely. <laughs> that sounds awful. <laughs> yeah. Think mm. about it. So I was going to ask, though, for future reference. Yes. yes. If there is somebody asking a question in a group and I know that you have the answer or you would be a great candidate for that answer, <laughs> shall I just volunteer, you? volunteer myself? Yeah, you volunteer and yourself. And then hand you the dowsing rods. <clears throat> no. No, no, no. Don't, don't isolate her or point her out. No, I mean, like, I'll do it, I'll do it. And then when nobody's looking, I'll just hand them to you. Like, because clearly you're better at those than I am. Okay. I see where you're going with this. Um, So, maybe. Okay. I, I want you to have them because you're better and you would do but good here's with the thing. Them. Like, I feel like I get, I get it. I get dowsing rods. <clears throat> I can get my own out. Yeah. Uh, if I am in the mood for some some douse douse. But <laughs> for some douse douse. <laughs> if I want to get down with some douse. But oh um, also I bring out the witch in my water. <laughs> oh, I Girl. like that. Thank you. I just thought that was really stupid as I was saying it. No, no, you. no. That was perfect. That's really clever. Thank you. Lizzie, um, please drink up on your wine. I, gosh, I had, literally have three drinks here because Quince then gave me a backup you. and a backup for my backup. Exactly. Anyway, so I sometimes want you guys to douse. Um, I'm terrible at them, but yeah, I'd love, I'd love to. Okay. Anyhow, smorgasbord. We did a smorgasbord, so we did all of the things. From all the places. And I'm excited to hear you guys', <clears> and I am excited for y'all to hear mine because... This is my Christmas dedication to you guys. I don't know if I can handle any more laughter. <laughs> like my soul left my body when I laughed for five minutes. Your straight. face got bright red. I was concerned you weren't breathing. I wasn't. <laughs> Where's your soul at now? It came back. Oh, okay. But like it was gone temporarily. <laughs> it was like nope. It was like Sarah, I can't handle you. <laughs> Even your soul. Uh, that was a good time. Okay. Uh, we got the spin the wheel pulled up. Let's spin that wheel. Big Abe's hand is poking out. Gosh, I can't stand that background. It's better than something else poking out. <laughs> Big hands, Abe. <laughs> no? Didn't like that? <laughs> I'm so uncomfortable with these jokes about Abraham Lincoln. So uncomfortable. Uh, by the way, listeners, I hope you saw our <laughs> Big Hands Abe picture and... And remembered that that's what we were talking about. And that's blown up on Boydston's background on her <laughs> computer. So Ready? We see it at all times. Yes. Is that? <clears throat> oh, <laughs> it was almost me, <laughs> but it's Boydston. The people cheered for me. I told you. The shadow people. All right, Boydston. Lay, Lay us up. What you got? What? <laughs> Lay us up? Am I a basketball? <laughs> That was the metaphor I was going for, yes. Lay, lay us up. Lay us up. <laughs> okay. Listen, you give me three backup drinks. We Lindsay, did. Lindsay, I think you're going to appreciate this. Okay. 
Okay. And not in a sarcastic way. Okay. Okay. Usually I'm sarcastic, <clears throat> but not tonight. Um, I mean, you still are, but not about this. Okay. Then. I think she's still salty about the video. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I'll take it. It's fine. <laughs> so I don't have a PowerPoint. I'm so sorry. I don't either. It's fine. Because all that you would be looking at is this guy's face. Okay. That's I mean, no, I kind of want to see his face. <laughs> Maybe just one single picture. Okay, hang on. <clears throat> I mean, you don't have to. No, go with your story. I didn't mean to interrupt no, you No, you made a request. I'm going to okay, make your dreams come true. <laughs> we want to make you happy now. <laughs> he kind of looks like Ron Swanson, a younger version of Ron Swanson. He looks straight out the 90s. From Parks and Rec? Because like he's he on the shitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Don Decker, is that who you're covering? <laughs> We're going to talk about the mystery of <gasps> the Rain Man. Are you doing a mystery? I am. Yes. Oh, I'm so impressed. Fun fact, it's a mystery, so it's unsolved. I love it. I'm so surprised by you. Okay, (laughs) let's do it. Okay. So, Mystery of the Rain Man, and this isn't the, like, Tom Cruise Rain Man. It's uh, the actual Rain Man. Never seen Rain Man. I didn't know there was a difference. Don Decker is not Rain Man? Well, no. So, like, Rain Man Man, the movie is about a savant. Right. And it's it's not that. That's not that. Okay, see, I didn't know there was. We're on a different. A real one. A different level here. Okay. Coming to get you. Bad boys, bad boys. What, what you gonna, gonna do? What you gonna, gonna do when they come for you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Proceed. <laughs> so in Pennsylvania in February of 1983, Don Decker was about to be, was about 21 years old and an inmate in the local jail for property theft. Uh, his grandfather died suddenly, and Don was subsequently conditionally released for seven days for fun- for the funeral, thanks to his good behavior. Okay. So Don was obviously happy to be out of jail for a few days, but he didn't plan on mourning the loss. Don claimed that he was sexually abused by his grandfather when he was seven, Aww. and he had been terrified of him ever since. So he wasn't sad at the funeral. Um, Despite this, he attended the funeral, hoping to bury his feelings along with his grandpa. Afterwards, he stayed at a friend's house because he has this whole seven days to, you know, mourn and do things. So one night, everybody was eating dinner when Don excused himself suddenly. Uh, He said he was feeling ill. And in the bathroom, the temperature dropped. Don reports seeing the image of an old man, maybe his grandpa, and then feeling a scratching scratching pain in his arm where three bloody marks had appeared. Hmm. 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 Okay. He went back to the dining room where his friends noticed he was almost in a, like, trance-like state. Um, He wasn't reacting to their words or their touch. And then a drip rolled down the wall from the ceiling, followed by a mist forming on the ground around him. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) They started to check things out, trying to figure out where it was coming from. They even called their landlord, thinking, like, is it the pipes of what is happening? They called him over to explain what was happening, and he couldn't figure it out. So he's like, I don't know what the hell's happening. He called the police. Patrolman Richard Dick Wolvert. Richard. <laughs> Why do we keep getting Richards? Just a happy accident. <clears throat> um, he later described water falling from the ceiling like raindrops, but also saying that they were also moving horizontally. What? So just in a crazy pattern. Okay. That's creepy. And that's coming from the patrolman. So he called in for backup. He was like, I, I, this is out of my realm. I don't know what's happening. And he suggested that Don and his friends leave 
the house. So his friends take him over to a local restaurant, um, but on the way the rain stops. So they leave the house, the rain stops. Later at the restaurant, it started raining again around him. In the restaurant? Mm-hmm. Jeez, okay. Water cascaded down the walls, mist rose from the floor. <clears throat> so same thing as earlier. The owner assumed, the, the owner of the restaurant, assumed that Don was possessed and placed a cross of his body, or a cross <laughs> on his body. This owner, like, really went there right away. <laughs> yeah. Instead of like, I might have some plumbing issues. He's like, possession. Where's the cross? Those damn raindrops gave it away. <laughs> Go get that cross out of the basement. <laughs> but the cross Sideways raindrops. immediately caused his skin to burn. So when Don left the restaurant, the rain stopped again. Huh. So curious. Huh. It's weird. Don Is this and- why they call him the Rain Man? <laughs> oh, you're so intuitive. Thank you. You're excellent at this. Thank you. So Don and his friends went back to the house, and again, it started raining. On top of that, pots and pans began moving and breaking in the kitchen. And the landlord was still there, and he got upset that his property was being broken. Sure. And he started yelling at Don. Take your possession out of here. <laughs> Don then levitated. <clears throat> okay. Uh, what? And, <laughs> and was thrown backwards. So a priest was called, and only after a lot of prayer did the occurrences stop. So Don goes back to jail, but it didn't <laughs> take long for it to happen again. But this time, Don realized he could control the water what cool <clears throat> so the officers in jail were shocked obviously and they taunted john Don, john don, don. <laughs> to make it rain in the warden's office a make it rain a make, make it, it rain, rain. <laughs> okay sorry i had to uh-huh uh-huh and so he did the warden was drenched and he was also pissed and so they <laughs> called in a pastor and when the pastor arrived don became angry and a rotten smell was noted from his cell sulfur Farts. Farts. Yeah. Farts. Alien farts. Demon farts. <laughs> Ghost farts. <laughs> Got um, all three. <laughs> yeah. The pastor started reading from the Bible inside the cell, and apart from the Bible itself, everything <clears throat> was wet with rain. But as Ooh. soon as the Bible was read, um, the rain suddenly stopped. This was the last episode, and it never happened again. So Don told people that he thought his grandfather was to blame, and he said, he abused me when I was young, and he got the chance to abuse me again. Hmm. So some people don't believe that these events ever even happened, and some believed it was demonic possession. Hmm. So in the skeptic's corner, (laughs) there was no photographic evidence recorded, even though this happened over several days, and it was in the 80s. I mean, they can take pictures. Um, but, but to that point, all sorts of people report witnessing the event from like police officers to the restaurant owners, prison guards, wardens, um, people you wouldn't think that would necessarily believe in this stuff. Also, no one stood to make any money off of it. So, I mean, that's kind of curious. So this is where the picture's from. This story (laughs) aired on Unsolved Mysteries. In 1993, which... looks like a 90s picture. I feel like I probably watched this when I was a child, and now I'm coming full circle in my life. Look at that. But it was also on Paranormal Witness in 2011, and several of the involved people participated, including Mm. the police officers that first responded. Oh, interesting. So one theory is that Dawn was under a lot of stress at the time... What sure. was being incarcerated and having a death in the family and all. Sure. Um, but also, Pennsylvania is apparently at a moderate to high risk for something called ice damming. 
I've never heard of that. Neither have I. I so, have. I know exactly what that is. <laughs> You're so, a liar. <laughs> if you were answering, you would probably say, you'd probably say, this is where air enters the attic, yes. melting the snow on the outer surface of the roof, resulting in accumulation of ice under which uh, pools of water form and leak, right? Yeah, yeah. They uh, just collects up there. <laughs> Yeah, in the, in the attic and then drips down. I'm just so intelligent. I knew it. <laughs> Read your mind. Um, or it could have been the devil. Or is that? Could have been aliens. Okay. Um, that too. I feel like you're I knew it. I told it. <laughs> Read your book, okay? It's not about Don Decker. Don't you worry. I will. Either way, Don appeared to go on, his, on with his life until 2013 when he was arrested for arson in the Poconos. Don. Oh, you're gonna say that you're, you're like together. he went on with his life i thought you were gonna say he passed and you go in 2013 <laughs> yeah. i was like why are you so excited about him you know arson poconos i've always wanted to visit poconos but here we are where the hell is that where's that it's washington mountains right? in new england ah oh, damn it it's that like Pencil- wrong. pennsylvania mountains? washington she meant washington dc area <laughs> yeah, yeah <she laughs> sure sure <laughs> Okay, yeah, Washington. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, allegedly, we're going to say, a restaurant owner paid him to burn down the place. Huh. And that's the mystery of the Rain Man. we got some serious crime going on that So side. is he still, like, serving time now? Um, last I heard, he was released on bail because he wasn't a flight risk. Oh, okay. But I don't know whatever actually happened with that. Gotcha. Because, I mean, it's it's a federal offense, obviously. Right. Time. So what, did, were there interviews with him? Ever? I see that. But what did he say? Like, it basically, he thought his grandpa was coming back possessing and him yeah, possessing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hmm. yeah but they be... didn't really do an exorcism. They just read the Bible. They and put prayed. a cross on him. We prayed a lot. Yeah. <laughs> we prayed and read the Bible. <laughs> I mean, those are done in exorcisms, obviously. I was going to say. I shouldn't say that. Maybe it was a light exorcism. <laughs> yes. Yes, that sounds much like an exorcism. Exorcisms <laughs> require a lot of approval from the church and all of this yes. stuff. And it's a lot of red tape, I feel like, versus yeah, like. It was just like restaurants. You can, get a, you can restaurant probably get owners. away with stuff in uh, jail. So mm-hmm. I will say. Maybe it was an undercover pastor. I loved oh, it. Fun thing. Thank you. Yes, yes. Thank you. I'm very proud of you for doing an unsolved. Congrats. How did oh, it feel? So How does it feel? My favorite part about it was smelling the book. Hmm. Okay. What book was this in? Yes. That was your favorite part? So here's the thing. I <clears> went <throat> to Barnes & Noble, I don't know, probably two, three months ago, and I got a series of books, okay. three books, and I didn't want to tell you because we gave you so much shit for doing unsolves, but they're all called, it's one's unsolved true crime, unsolved deaths. Oh my this goodness. Unsolved enigmas. I almost enigmas. got you some like unsolved, like literally the unsolved mysteries book that has all of the series. And I was like, she would hate it. She hates unsolved. So oh, now flip to a page and you have all these unsolved books that you didn't tell me about. It smells like a book. I don't want to hear. It smells like a pencil. I don't want to hear anything else the next time I do an unsolved. It smells like a fucking pencil. Oh, oh my gosh. I can, I can <laughs> bathe in this. Yeah, see, I'm not done that. I'm not on that page. Orgasm. <laughs> oh my gosh, I love it. There must be some like genetic component to oh like loving love the smell this. of books because I just could not care less. I love these books. I want, I want them. Okay, ready to spin? She's ready. Yep, sorry. I'm I was, ready. She's got her two backup drinks. Yep. Let's see who cheers for who. Yay! It's Lindsay. <laughs> Yay! Look at all the people. All right. Look at all those shadow figures. So you did like an unsolved. Yes. Yes. 
I did. I don't really know what to call this. Oh. A solved? Kind of like a conspiracy. I did. I love it. The Men in Black. <gasps> okay. I've been waiting for this. <laughs> you told us you were going to do it. It involves aliens. So oh I did some God. aliens too. Uh, Merry Christmas, boy. This is my favorite night of the year. <laughs> <laughs> Merry Christmas. I did some alien talk for you and I really tried not to like... Be an asshole? Yes. <laughs> I was going to Can't say, wait. like, give an alternative timeline or give an alternative explanation. I really try not to. Okay. So, ready. All right. Ready? More so, the ready. men in black. This Here is. Comes. I, I was know. waiting for you guys to sing the song. I know. I have yes. a black pug, and <laughs> literally everybody's like, oh my God, your dog looks like. I think his name's Frank. Yes. From in men, men in black. black. Yeah, his name's Frank. So, there you go. That's, uh, I'm going to relate to you now. your claim to fame. (laughs) (laughs) So men in black, they are men that are dressed in black suits who claim to be government (laughs) agents and they harass, threaten, or even assassinate UFO witnesses to keep them quiet. So Mm -hmm. basically their job is to silence you. Yes. Mm. So there are lots of theories. Um, You know, are, are they aliens themselves who just don't want us to know of their existence? Are they machines? Or are they just, like, government agents who are trying to silence us? Who knows? I'm here for this. So, um, Men in Black also refers to men who work for unknown organizations, as well as various branches of government designed to protect secrets, such as in the CIA or FBI. So, it's kind of like a generic term in this day and age for government um, agencies that we don't really know what you do, but we know that you're with the government. It's, like, very secretive. So, fun fact, stories about real-life Men in Black inspire the Men in Black franchise comic books and then the movies. Oh, my God. So, Do all tell. the conspiracies about Men in Black inspired the movie Men in Black. But the Men in Black movies obviously made the Men in Black into, like, good guys who were, like, protecting right. our world and things like this. And that's not how they're portrayed. Um, Nobody can in the conspiracy theory. In the conspiracy world. I mean, Will Smith is pretty awesome. He can do no wrong. <laughs> he is. So like I said, men in black, they wear black suits and hats with dark sunglasses. They drive black unmarked cars and they arrive typically in groups of two or three. It's pretty rare that you would see one by himself. Um, so some folklore says that they look like normal FBI agents, but others report that they have supernatural features like glowing eyes and strange features. So we're going to talk about those strange features. Some people report that they have like no eyelashes and no eyebrows, which like, (laughs) if you think about it, somebody with no eyelashes and no eyebrows is very weird. Can I tell you something? (laughs) Looking. My my best friend growing up. Yes. My mom always tells this story, but she showed up at our front door one day when she was like six, mm-hmm. uh, five or six, and she had cut off all of her eyelashes. Oh my gosh. With sewing scissors. <laughs> oh my gosh. She cut them off. And that's what it reminds me of. She looked very strange. You're right. Yes. yes. When they- <laughs> and I'm not saying that to be disrespectful. No. Like, look, my mom went through chemo and radiation and literally lost all of her hair, including right. her no, eyebrows and eyelashes. That. No, Debbie had stubs. <laughs> Like she had <laughs> she on had only stuff. one side. She cut one eye and not the other. <laughs> not the other. <laughs> like she was always winking. <laughs> like you could definitely tell one side had eyelashes that and one did not. Good job, Deb. But she didn't poke her eye. That's fine. So that's not me being, you know, disrespectful. Just that no. if people like my mom and I would say it all the time when she didn't have her eyebrows and eyelashes, they've grown back since. But I'd be like, yeah. you look so weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, just unnatural. Yeah, yes. sure. 
Um, so supposedly they show up at your house, they ask lots of intense questions, and then they disappear. Like, a lot of people would say, like, I'd look out the window and they'd be gone immediately. They show little emotion, they're very cold. Um, like I said, some people believe they're aliens, machines, government agents, don't know. Machines is kind of the least widely believed because this has been occurring since the 1950s, and let's face it, like, the technology probably wasn't there in the 1950s to make machines look humanistic or or was it (laughs) or was it (laughs) we'll never know so that's kind of the least likely believed a lot of people believe they're aliens but i think the most widely held belief is that they're government agents who are trying to silence us what if they're alien government agents oh they're one of us no yeah Mm. So, like I said, the most likely explanation that people believe is government agents because they monitor your phone lines. They're able to hack hack your computer and break into your home without leaving a trace. And these are all things that people report prior to a visit from the men in black. Like, they'll report, my home looked like it was, like, broken into and ransacked, but, like, nothing was missing. Nothing was taken, yeah. Or, like, they'll be like, my home, like, my computer looked like it had been hacked. All things that the government probably can do. 100%. And will do. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Although I would think like if the government was looking for something in my house, they would not make it look like it had been ransacked. Like I feel like they could. But also they probably don't care. Yeah, that's true too. (laughs) They're like, whatever you're not going to find, then I was serious. They don't care. Yeah. Okay. So uh, a folklorist, James R. Lewis, compares accounts of men in black with tales of people encountering Lucifer and speculates that they are psychological drama. So there's also some demonology here with the men in black. We're on that later. Okay. Men in Black are also said to be related to organizations such as the Majestic 12 and the New World Order. You guys know what that is? Majestic 12, no. New World Order, yes. Illuminati. Oh. I didn't, I didn't know. <laughs> and I'm not going to. just sat quietly until you answered. <laughs> that's like, a whole other conspiracy. I know. I'm not going to really go into the Illuminati because like you said, that's a whole other conspiracy theory in itself. Maybe that should be a. TBD. A, a group yes. effort conspiracy. That's a, it's a huge story. Yeah. Let's do it. <laughs> the New World Order that has to do with kind of the Illuminati. Um, Majestic 12 is an organization that kind of came out in the 1980s, like when Roswell was uh-huh. a big thing with aliens. And yes. people thought that the New government Mexico. was covering it up. Right. So because of that Majestic 12, it's an organization that is like the code name of an alleged alleged sorry secret committee of scientists military leaders and government officials about alien cover-up so that's kind of that was a big deal as well it still is it is yeah it is and i'm being very generic here i'm not going to go into majestic 12 and illuminati because they're just too big of stories to go over so some people believe that men in black are part of that too which for sure could be yeah so here let's get into the (laughs) ufo part Yay! Here you go, Boydston. Merry Christmas. I'm so excited. <laughs> In the 1950s and 1960s, UFOologists. UFOlogists. UFOlogists. Yes. Did. I tried. I practiced and everything. <laughs> you was, I mean, UFO- let's go with that. UFOlogists. UFOlogists. Nailed it. Began to fear that they would be subject to intimidation or retaliation for discovering the truth of the UFOs. So the first, do you know when the first UFO sighting in America was? In America? It was in 1925. No, 1947. I was so close. Was it like two, like a couple? I'm going to say this was the first like widely publicized. Okay. So I may, there might I have told, been more, I but totally this one was publicized. That out of my was ass. it a I couple no though? It was. So this almost was covered this. Maury Island. Does this sound familiar? With no. Harold Dahl. Keep, keep going. 
All right, so Maury Island, it is in um, Washington, like kind of... I mean, it's Washington State. Washington State, okay. yeah. So this was June 21st, 1947. So Fred Chrisman and Harold Dahl, we're going to focus more on Harold, but this other guy Fred was with him. Uh, they claimed that they saw falling debris and several UFOs at Maury Island in Washington. And it was the first UFO sighting recorded in the modern era. So they were harbor patrolmen on a work boat, and they reported seeing six donut-shaped objects in the sky. One of the objects dropped a substance that resembled lava or white metal onto their boat, Ooh. which broke one of their workers' arms because it landed on his arm and then oh, landed on one of their dogs. And Sargamon. Sorry, points, <laughs> and it killed their dog. Oh, you ruined this for me. <laughs> you want aliens. The truth. God did dog. I'm sorry. The aliens don't care. Apparently. So this all happened. These two men witnessed it. Dahl claims he was told about the experience from the men in black. So the men in black came and visited him. They were like, basically repeated back everything he had witnessed, told him more details than he had seen, and then told him not to speak of the incident or bad things would happen to him. They were very vague about it. Okay. So, um, kind of, I, I know I said I wasn't going to try to debunk. I am going to debunk a little bit on this. Debunk or just give other theories? <laughs> so, theories. this is also another theory. So, this is, Thank you. there is something weird about even this debunking. So, the Air Force intelligence officers came out to investigate this because uh -huh. they're like, there's a UFO, what happened? Which, suspicious that they come out in the first place to investigate but keep going but there had not like i said this had been the first ufo sighting in modern era so maybe they were like what is this that you guys said you saw so the air force comes out wow that's giving them a lot of credit but yes please go <laughs> <laughs> they fly in to look at the debris they claimed it's not of any interest this is just aluminum like it was probably just some plane or something so they basically said there's something to look at here some How plane that crashed that nobody knows about okay. however just fell apart in the air it's the <laughs> air force officers Went back to California and in their flight died in a mysterious crash the next day. Hmm. That's really suspicious. So, of course, I mean, it could have been anything. It could have been, the, it could have been anything with the flight, but conspiracy theorists ran with this because they're like, of course, they're, they're saying everything's fine, but then they mysteriously died in this freak plane accident the next Isn't day. Isn't that the point of MIBs? Ha 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 ha. It's probably the, Sorry, that was the spirit funny. of the dog. Then the FBI goes to investigate <laughs> after this and decide it's all a hoax. The men made this up, which the men doll. To 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 the FBI's credit, he was going to various publicity media, like he was going to a lot of people and trying to tell his story because he was trying to make money off of it. So that doesn't look good. So they were like, he's going to all of these different media organizations trying to get publicity. This is all a hoax, blah, blah, blah. So Gray Barker wrote a book in 1956 called They Knew Too Much About Flying Saucers, colon, <laughs> The true story of what happened to certain researchers and investigators who found out where the saucers came from. I that's the longest book title I've ever heard. <laughs> I put, whoop, that's a long title. Are you supposed to announce the colon? <laughs> well, I put it there so you could see how long <laughs> the title was. I see. Okay. Thank you. Um, so basically, I thought I'd been doing it wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I did that on purpose so you could see how long their subtitle yes. was. Yes, it makes sense. It's thank ridiculously you. long. Very. Um. So that happened, like I said, in the early four or late forties, nineteen forty-seven ish. So the mid nineteen fifties. Ufologist. There you yes. go. Yes. Did it. Albert Bender. 
he claimed that he was visited by men in dark suits. Here come the men in black. They're coming all over. (laughs) They don't want you to remember. You did that yourself. I did nothing. I really did. That was so bad. I'm so sorry. Wait, I didn't hear it. What happened? I said they're coming all over. Oh. All over your face. (laughs) I'm going to get a visit from the men in black now. I'm so sorry, men in black. I did not mean like that. I mean, I'm going to have a lot of stories about experiences with the men in black coming up. Coming up? Stop it. You're making it worse. (laughs) All right. So, Bender. Oh, Bender over? (laughs) Nope. Bender claimed that he was visited by Men in Black, who threatened him and warned him not to continue investigating UFOs. He said that they were secret government agents who were suppressing evidence. Okay. So, Bender ends up forming the IFSB. IFSB. It's the IFSPS. IFSPS. I don't know. I made that up. It's the International Flying Saucer Bureau in 1952. IFSPS. IFSPS. Yeah, it's the IFSPS. So he forms this. It was met with success, like a lot of people were wanting to join it, but then he shut it down mysteriously the next year, and nobody knew why. It was a man in black. Because the man in black came to see him. Nobody has gotten my reference to Will Smith's songs, and I've done I it twice. I have said, like, when I first started the story, I said, I've been waiting for you guys to sing the song. I have this whole time. Okay, thank you. <laughs> so later, he revealed that it was because, yes, the three men in black came to him. So there were three men who came. <laughs> but... <laughs> So he didn't, he was so spooked out and scared that he didn't tell anybody for nine years why he shut down the bureau. Um, and he revealed that the men in black, says straight face, <laughs> were monsters from the planet Kazik. Okay. <laughs> I have nothing else to add. Um, so he wrote his own book in 1962 called Flying Saucers and the Three Men. Okay. Colon. No colon. Oh, semicolon. <laughs> they, so this is a quote from him. They floated about a foot off the floor. They looked like clergymen, but wore that, but wore hats similar to Hamburg style, which is a style that they wore back then. The faces were not clearly discernible, for the hats partly hid and shaded them. The eyes of all three figures suddenly lit up like flashlight bulbs. They seemed to burn into my very soul as the pains above my eye became above my eyes. Sorry, became almost unbearable. So that was his experience with the three men in black. He well, also that is the part of the brain where you experience your memories and your higher thinking. So um, oh, isn't that the go. place you're I mean, isn't that the whole reason that they're supposed to like erase your memory? So how does he remember? A lot of them. So the men in black, the experiences I've read, they haven't repl- er, erased their memories. It's basically like they threaten and harass you I see. Okay. into deleting everything that okay, you have. MIB. You misled me. It's fine. So, right. <laughs> the movies are very loosely based I off picture of this. this giant light <laughs> no. and bam. <laughs> um, Bender also went on to write several books after his nine years of silence, including a book about the Silver Bridge with Mothman. Oh my remember? God. Do we remember her? Mothman and the We're Silver going to Bridge. Mothman We're going festival. to the 5K. <laughs> yes. Mm. We're going to the wine festival. <laughs> so here I'm going to go over some of the most famous um, accounts of the men in black. So there's about four or five, I think. So Robert Richardson in 1967 reported colliding with a UFO while driving in Toledo, Ohio late at night. 
I feel like that's a losing collision. <laughs> I don't think he can come back from that. Here's the thing. He reported the object hit his car. So, like, he stopped. The object vanished, but left behind a small piece of metal. Hmm. So, a week later, he was visited by two men in black asking for the metal. Oh. They came by his house at 11 o'clock at night, driving a black 1953 Cadillac. He told them he had turned it over, like, to the police or somebody for analysis, and was threatened. The men in black said, quote, If you want your wife to stay as pretty as she is, then you'd better get the medal back. <clears throat> oh, <Okay>. shit. <laughs> that he, can mean a bunch of things. <laughs> he never heard from the men in black again. And his main thing was, how do they even know that I had the medal? They were watching. They're aliens. Suspicious. But also, what are they going to do? Like, take away your makeup or... No, they're going to beat her face and Punch her in the face. <laughs> like, I was thinking, like, disfigure her. Yeah. Not take mm-hmm. away her makeup. <laughs> makeup is not what makes a girl pretty, Sarah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Jack Robinson, 1968. This is in New Jersey. Hey. So a man in black sit across the street from his apartment for three days straight. So he reported that his apartment looked to have been rummaged through, but nothing was missing. And then his friend, after telling him about this, caught a picture of the men in black across the street. Next, we have Dr. Hopkins. Uh, September 11th, 1976. This is in Maine. So he um, was a medical doctor who was studying UFOs when he got a phone call late one night from a man identifying himself as a New Jersey UFO organization, (laughs) asking to review research with him. So he was like, sure, why not? He turned on, he like hung up the phone, went to his porch light, turned on the light and could see the man was already approaching his house like that quickly. So creepy. later found out the organization that he said he was from did not even exist. But the man he describes was bald in a black suit with no eyebrows or eyelashes. Oh boy. He had smooth white, like he said it was like pale, deathly white skin. Like wax. Yes. Like plastic, he said. Mm. His lips were ruby red. Mm. His speech was monotone and flat, sat perfectly motionless, and wore gray suede gloves. He, at one point, like, brushed his lips with the back of the glove. And when he put his hand down, the back of his glove was bright red. The red on his mouth was smeared, so he thought he was wearing lipstick. I've decided they're <laughs> alien robots. So he reports... Obviously. This is a quote... Then I could see that his mouth was a perfectly straight slit. Apparently, he did not have what we call lips, so the lipstick was put on as a decoy. His mouth was more like a ventriloquist dummy. Oh, creepy. So the man in black then took a coin out, said, watch the coin, spun it, and it started to develop a silver color instead of copper, and the silver became bluish, and the penny was getting quite fuzzy, out of focus, blurred, and then it simply was gone. It slowly dematerialized. So then the man in black ordered him to destroy all of his UFO research. This is another quote. As he spoke his last words, I noticed his speech was slowing down. His words became slower and further spaced. He slowly got to his feet unsteadily, and he said very slowly, My energy is running low. Must go now. Goodbye. <laughs> just really like that love the dramatic effect <laughs> he you has like nailed it hyphens between all of them i know i love it um and he said like he disappeared like left the house and like 
was gone. Didn't see him drive off or anything. And Hopkins was so um, freaked out by that he did destroy all of his evidence. So, okay, this is the most famous Men in Black case. Anybody know Dan Aykroyd? I do know Dan Aykroyd. He was a Ghostbuster. He was, and he was on Saturday Night Live. Yep. So January 2002 in New York City, <laughs> he was creating a show called Out There, which was about UFOs, crop circles, abductions, all this stuff. And for those who don't know, Dan Aykroyd is, like, very into UFOs. And he's very vocal about it. He does a lot of interviews about it. I didn't know that part. He is, yes. Um, so he was interviewing people for the show. He stepped outside at one point to take a phone call. He was um, on a break. He saw a black Ford sedan outside with a man in black stepping out and giving him, like, a very nasty glare. So Dan kind of turned around, and then he turned back <laughs> to do, like, a double take, and the car and the man was gone. Ooh. He stepped back inside to resume the show, and two hours later, they got a report saying, the show's done, it's canceled. He said, we were told we were not to continue taping, the show was canceled, and none of them would ever air. And they still, to this reason, still to this day, don't know the reason why the show was canceled. Mm, very interesting. All right. And Danny boy. The most... The most recent one is in 2008 in Niagara Falls. So this involves um, a hotel manager, Shane Sauvaire. On October 14, 2008, he reported seeing a triangular-shaped UFO outside his hotel. His security guy was with him and was present and saw it too. So a group called Aerial Phenomenon Investigations Team looked into it and reported that two weeks later, two men in black visited the hotel mm -hmm. looking for Shane and the security guard. At that time, they were not there. They were not at the hotel, but the men in black terrorized all the other hotel staff and freaked them out so bad. So Shane, when he came back, decided to review the hotel footage and caught two men in black on his security footage. They were tall. They had identical faces with no eyebrows, no eyelashes, abnormally large eyes, and were very pale-faced. So UFO... UFOologist. UFO... UFOlogist John Keel claims to have encounters with the men in black and also referred to them as demonic supernaturals and uh, with exotic facial features. Ooh. Historian Aaron Golias wrote, quote, during the 70s, 80s, and 90s, UFO conspiracy theorists would incorporate the men in black into their increasingly complex and paranoid visions. He's basically <laughs> saying, like, look, this is just conspiracy theorists, like, Getting away with themselves, basically. Hmm. So John Keel, the UFOlogist, also argued that men in black encounters can be totally hmm. normal encounters that people miscast due to folklore and fear. And included a story in the Mothman prophecies about an incident where he was mistaken for a man in black when he was just, like, stopping on the side of the road to use a phone. And he was wearing, like, a black suit and somebody thought he was a man in black. <clears throat> He's like, no, I was just using the phone <laughs> on the side of the street. <laughs> I mean, I can see that. Like, okay. hey, dude, I'm a ufologist. 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 Like, I'm not a man in black. <laughs> so basically, who knows? I did find a lot of this stuff from BuzzFeed Unsolved did a really great episode on it. And the Huffington Post did a really good story, um, which is where I got all of these witness accounts. I love it. So basically, who knows? Who knows <clears throat> who these men are? I'm kind of leaning towards government agents who want to keep things quiet i read a very fascinating article but i didn't want to go into detail on it about how the government has basically caused us to believe in aliens and ufos because that's what they want us to believe 
Who knows at this point? But, I mean, we cannot be the only people in this nation. <laughs> That's true. This is a very exciting story. I hope you enjoyed it. That was very it. well done, Lindsay. Thank you. really did. And Listen, I like a good conspiracy as long as it's not. I promise you I don't wear a tinfoil hat, but I strongly believe that there are aliens who are part of the CIA. I believe that like the CIA obviously knows more than what they're telling the public, obviously. 100%. Why yes. wouldn't they? <laughs> yes. Here's my question. 100%. <clears throat> but whether that's about UFOs and stuff, I don't know. But I can't see them going to people. Here's my question, though. Like, every single president has been asked, like, are UFOs real? Like, are aliens a real thing? And they can all they say is, I can't say. Like, they never just say no. If it was no, why don't they just say no? Maybe they just want to keep it going. Maybe because they're told not to say yes or no and to say I can't say. Well, they they could say no, just saying. But anyhow. I don't know. That was fascinating. That was very well done. Good Thank job. You. Thank you. You guys ready to round this out? I am ready to round this out. I'm Let's so go. Excited. What are you doing? Okay. Well, I have a gift for both of you. <gasps> so I'm kind of glad I'm going last because yes. I am doing an unsolved. <gasps> and I'm also doing a foreign or out of the country. International. <laughs> is it in Australia? It's not, but no. I get to pronounce lots of names. I feel like this I was, was wondering perfect, what my like, gift was. This it. was the perfect Christmas <laughs> present to each other. Like, you did an unsolved, you did an unsolved, I did a UFO. <laughs> she always says that it'd be better if I tried some international stories where I can pronounce yes. the, the names. She loves laughing at our mispronunciations. Yes. I do. I really enjoy laughing at other people's expense. So I do I don't too. Have to Clearly think about tonight. My own shortcomings. <laughs> yes, yes, I feel that very strongly. I tonight. do too, in my soul. And so really that's it's why. actually a personality flaw, so <laughs> you know. It's like when Ryan said, um, I only think about myself ever and I was like, mm, let's not brag about that. <laughs> But that's typical for preteen. That's their egocentric. I know. I know. It's just so funny. I'm like, Gosh, you I know. Just went Freudian there. It's true, though. What would Freud say about me laughing at other people at their expense so that I don't have to think about my own shortcomings? You're stuck at It's a defense years old. mechanism. Oh, I do it, too. So, fair, like, fair. projection. So, okay. like, projections, like, you you have a bad day at work. You come home. You take it out on the dog because you're mad. So. I would never. No, no, I know. But you. <laughs> We're both like, mm. Laugh. I cuddle with my dog. You, so how's you that? You laugh at other people's expenses so you don't have to look at your own <clears throat> shortcomings. <clears throat> it's projection. All right. Well, I'm going to talk to you guys. Okay. So it's a it's a twofold gift okay. for you because not only is it an unsolved, but uh-huh. it is related to a movie. <gasps> oh, look at this. It's like you have a theme. <laughs> And when I mentioned it, you're like, I've done like two, and, three. And now I've done three. <laughs> I did it for you. Okay. So this is a short one, but bear with did me. Did I miss that entire oh. conversation? What? What? Like when she, she did one about the Blair Witch, she did one about Scream, and I said, oh, you've been on a movie kick. And you're like, yeah, I've like done two. two. <laughs> and now she's done three. So I was oh. right. So now this one is also related to a movie. I'm trying to I think of an international movie. Very okay. confused. You won't. You might guess it when you hear it, but uh, um, I'm going to take you back to June 4th, 1960 in uh, Espoo, Finland. And I, uh, mm-hmm. I'm i going to go ahead and apologize for all of our people from Finland. <laughs> our our <laughs> Finnish. That out. Our tipsy Finnish. <laughs> I'm not good. Uh, sober. And here I am, like eight Christmas drinks deep. June 4th, 1960. Yes. Espoo, Finland. I'm there. 
So four teenagers, which <laughs> included two couples, they um, camped on the shore at Lake Bodum. Okay. So this area is pretty isolated, and people are known to go there to kind of hang out and camp out because it's beautiful and isolated, as we mentioned, but that's not always a great thing. So the four kids were, I'm going to name them up here, and here you go. This is your... I'm ready, I'm ready. She's so excited. 15-year-old Anya... Tuliki Maki <laughs> is the thing to say. Say Merry Christmas. Okay. I knew she was going to say that. <laughs> I was waiting for it. It did sound like that. <laughs> it really does. You didn't think that? No. First thing that came to my mind. Tuliki Maki is the thing to say. Christmas. Jeez. No disrespect, Anya, but um, your name sounds famous. Hey, it's December 19th, y'all. We're in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> All right. So With there's... some spirits. <laughs> Lots of spirits. There's 15-year-old uh, Mi- Mia uh-huh. or Melly Bjorklund. You're doing okay. a great job. Thank you. 18-year-old Seppo and Taro Boisman. And also 18-year-old Nils isn't like Niels. Wilhelm. <laughs> Niels Wilhelm. Gustafsson. Gustafsson. Gustafsson? Gust- I don't know. Gustafsson. 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> Finland, I'm so sorry. We are idiots. We know it. It's true. In case you're curious, Anya and Seppo were a couple, and Mia... And Niels were the other couple. All right, so the plan was to go out to the lake, you know, do some typical teenager things. I'm assuming, like, Alcohol. drink and mess around in some tents. Oh, I was thinking, like, skip rocks and fish. <laughs> no, you were not. I was, actually. <laughs> okay. I okay, Maybe, maybe not typical teenager things, but I think that was their idea. Okay. Um, so, anyhow. They um, wanted to hang out by the campfire, you know. Normal stuff. Right. They eventually <laughs> went to bed around 10.30 that night. So sometime between 4 and 6 a.m. on June 5th. So just the next morning. Anya, Mia, Seppo, all three of them were stabbed and bludgeoned <gasps> to death. Oh, my goodness. Niels oh. was the only survivor. Wow. Didn't see that coming. I was thinking <laughs> like an alien encounter. Nope, murder. Nope. Nope, murder. Did Niels do it? How about you wait and listen to the story? Oh. (laughs) I'm sorry. How does that feel? Actually, you're talking to me. I think this is an unsolved, so we're not going to know. You're not going to know. Fair point, fair point. So the next morning at around 6 a.m., two young boys were out bird watching, and they spotted a man with long blonde hair walking away from the campsite. The bodies were eventually discovered about 11 a.m., and authorities arrived on the scene around noon. The tent had collapsed, and a leg was sticking out from the bottom of the tent. Mm. Two bodies were laid on top, and it was quickly determined that the killer had attacked the victims from outside of the tent. And I'm not sure how they did that, but they all determined that. Like, it looked like, maybe because the tent had stab wounds in it, I'm assuming. Oh, okay, so he was stabbing them from outside. Stabbed through the tent. 
Okay. That's yeah. got to be very lucky placement to know where they are in the tent. Maybe. Maybe there was a light on and you could see their shadows. Maybe. It's possible. The murder weapon was a knife, like we mentioned, and sure. an unidentified blunt object, which was probably a rock. But they're guessing at that point. Okay. Um, they also noticed that several bizarre items were taken from the crime scene, including keys to the motorcycles that they all drove there. Uh, but the motorcycles were still there, but the keys were gone. Hmm. Okay. <laughs> uh, Niels's shoes. Niels's? Niels. Wait, so Niels is missing. Niels is alive. He's alive. Okay. He was the only one and alive. And his shoes. His shoes were missing. They were found approximately 500 meters from the site. This is European. I don't know what it is in miles or in inches. So bear with me. Wait, I'm confused. So Niels was alive, but he was at the campsite, but he didn't call police or anything? Was he like that injured that he was Why out of it? Why don't you listen, Lindsay? I'm confused. I'm sorry. She's going to explain. Okay, sorry. Just wait for it. So unfortunately, police didn't block off the site or record details of the scene. Oh my gosh. And a crowd came and disturbed the evidence. And they also called in soldiers to help find the missing items, which, you know, added to right. the problem. The foot traffic and all that. Correct. Um, they were there to try to help find missing items, but most of them were never found. So Mia was found undressed from the waist down and was lying on top of the tent. She was stabbed multiple times, even after her death. And um, she also had several wounds to her head. She seemed to have the most brutal of the three injuries. Okay. So Seppo and Anya, they both had been stabbed several times and bludgeoned to death. And they had injuries to the head. Mm-hmm. Niels, he had a concussion. He had a fr- fractured jaw. A deep knife wound to the forehead. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So he was unable to recall most of the details, but said he saw a black image with bright red eyes coming towards them. Hmm. So he had a deep knife wound to the forehead, so probably like... Okay. Uh-huh. So um, there were a few suspects after this happened. The first one was Valdemir Gilstrom. I'm sure I nailed that one. Uh, he was a kiosk keeper, which they all seem to know what that means. I don't know what that means here in the U.S. I'm but... thinking like a security booth or a toll booth or something. No, like one of those little like mall kiosks where they sell. Well, that's oh, what we think, but okay. is it? Like cell phone covers. Oh. <laughs> I don't think that's what that means. <laughs> I don't think he was selling <laughs> cell phone covers at the park, at the <laughs> national park. <laughs> in remote Finland. <laughs> So everybody needs to cover for their <laughs> cell phone. Uh, he was a kiosk keeper in Oita and uh, was known to be extremely hostile towards campers. So he had been seen throwing rocks at children and yelling things not at campers. Not okay, sir. Not okay. You don't throw <laughs> rocks at children. He was just an overall grouchy man. Um, and uh, anyhow, unfortunately, he drowned in Lake Bodum in 1969. They, oh, okay. They think by suicide, and then they found a note where he allegedly admitted to all these crimes, which they oh. wrote off because they think that he was mentally disturbed. So they think that he just falsely confessed and killed himself? Probably. Who knows? It's unsolved, Lens. Okay. Okay. Nobody knows. Suspect one. The second one had the most unfortunate of names. Hans 
ass man. <laughs> no, stop it. That's exciting. It's A S S M A N N. I bet he like boobs. I think he was an ass man. <laughs> he was a boob man. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Listen, I know it's not your fault, buddy, but it's an unfortunate last name. If your name is Mr. Assman. That's the worst. So No, it's Hans. Hans Assman. I know his first name is Hans. I'm saying his name is Mr. Mr. Assman. <laughs> yes. No, it's, it's Hans, not Mr. So he showed up at the hospital a few days later after the um, murders were reported. Right. And he had dirt under his fingernails and he was also completely covered in blood. The staff noted that he was very nervous and just had a nervous mannerism. Didn't want to answer questions, which is kind of weird, which is just like, to me, kind of a weird thing to report because that happens all the time. I right. feel like at the hospital, not maybe necessarily covered in blood but like right people are covered in dirt and they're kind of off that just happens yes yes it does maybe he was more so than normal so the backstory about him is he was born in germany but lived in finland in the 50s and 60s yeah and he was alleged he was an alleged kgb spy oh the kgb waits for no one I'm sorry, what? <laughs> the office? Did you ever see that? The knock-knock joke with Dwight. Just <laughs> knock-knock. Waits for no one. Yes, I just didn't hear what you the KGB, said. The KGB. The KGB. When he smacks him. The KGB waits for no one. <laughs> yes, that is true. And that is Hans Ossman. Okay, sorry. I love the office so much. Me too. So not only was he um, an alleged KGB spy, but he was also an ex-Nazi. Oh, so, not a good guy. He's also been linked to two other unsolved murders in Finland. So, supposedly he had an alibi for that night, and he was never actually charged for the murders. Go figure. But then why did he show up at the hospital with blood under his fingernails? You'll never know. And why didn't they take evidence of his the blood under his fingernails? You'll, you'll never know. <sighs> Police! We'll never know. None of us. Okay. So, the final suspect was Niels Gustafsson. <gasps> I knew Niels was going to be a suspect. But... He was not arrested until March of 2004. So like 40 years when later. When did it happen? Almost 44 years later. Yeah, because you said the 60s, right? Okay. Yeah, so remember. Good job with your math. <laughs> his shoes were found far away from the site, right? So 546 yards Niels away. Niels was my number one suspect <laughs> yeah. from the beginning. Well, uh, modern DNA showed that the three murder victims showed up on his shoes. But his Ooh. blood was not there. I mean. Oh. And he had lots of injuries to his face and such. Which the prosecution said is because Whoa. his injuries happened at a different time than the murders. I get what you're saying. Do like, you understand what she said? Self-inflicted. <laughs> that the the injuries to himself, which were all on his face, those are easily self-inflicted. You can do injuries to yourself on your face. When easily. you take your shoes off and walk barefoot in the snow? Yes. Possibly. Yes. Versus like, I don't know, back of the neck or something. I don't know. I'm I mean, I feel like you can pretty much injure yourself anywhere in your body. Okay. That's true. But whatever. So they also said that he took the items from the campsite and hid them where he injured himself. So they think he took himself out there with the objects, injured himself, then came back to the site. Okay. Okay. Um, Okay. So like I said, they said that he walked barefoot back to the camp and then laid on the tent and pretended to be unconscious. So on October 7th, 2005, he was acquitted of all charges due to lack of motive and inconclusive evidence. Why did it take them 40 plus years to? This is Finland. I have no idea. Okay. Okay. Um, So in addition, though, they paid him 
about $55,000 USD um, for the mental suffering that he endured during oh the trial. Oh my goodness. So not only was he... Gosh, Finland. <laughs> if we paid all of our people who got off innocent for the trials they had to go through, can you it imagine? It was a mental suffering that he had to go through because this was so much later in his life. And there not you go. saying that that's wrong, but if you could have just imagined in America, if we paid off all of the people who got off for the mental suffering. So I'm curious though. Do you it's know? Do you know what movie here. this relates to? I've been thinking of it. I can't think. Is it a famous? It is. Well-known movie? Yes. Is it based in America? Like, I'm trying to think of Finland. Like, I keep getting caught up It's Finland. not in Finland. Okay. They And also, the franchise says that it's not based off of this. Well, they say they're not based off of any movie, but anybody who watches it can see the similarities. Franchise. Do you think oh. I've seen it? I, I know you know of it. Give it to me. I can't think of it. <laughs> Let me give you another hint. Okay. Um, One more I, hint. I painted my face like him on Jason? Halloween. Is it Jason or... It's Jason. Jason. It's okay. Friday the 13th. Interesting. Okay. I have seen Friday the 13th. I have too. Explain how this is related to them. I thought. So he is a a, a killer that attacks right. at lakes. I would not have gotten that. I, I kept getting stuck on Finland. I was like, what movie that I know? That's why I tried to tell you. It's not actually based okay. in Finland, but the franchise is loosely based off. So they say. The murders at Bunham Lake. So Niels to this day has no memory. Uh does he? Does he not? Yeah. I mean, he was you know free and clear of all these He's charges. Quit. Yeah. So very interesting though. He. Interesting. I mean, he did suffer some injuries. Right. They will say. I. I don't know. But it's weird that they would be so thorough to kill everybody. But it's else. also weird that his girlfriend had the most extensive injuries out right. of all three. Right. So there is another theory that he got in a fight with the other boy, Seppo, yeah. and that they started fighting when he was drunk, and that he ended up killing everybody out of a murderous rage. Is he living like a normal life now? Yeah, I mean, for the most point, but he's he's an old guy now. Okay. Now you know why I hate Unsolves. No, I like it because now I can go, like, I'm going to go look on Reddit. And, this like, is a very, it. like, um, famous I, th- I mean, I think, I feel like murder. it's Neil's. Well, I mean, they tried him. They tried to bring him to justice 40 years later because they thought it was him, too. 40 years later, yeah. They thought it was him, too. But uh, it was not, according to the evidence that they had. But the evidence that was... The evidence that they had then is what the evidence that you have now. I mean, there's not much evidence that was not very much then because the police didn't secure the crime scene. There's lots of there's lots of faux pas that have been done during that investigation. You're correct. Yes. Yeah. And it's unfortunate because maybe things would have been done differently. But sure. I don't. I don't think Finland was like a high crime area. Right. Right. Sure. I could be wrong. I don't know. But um, maybe they were just like, we don't know what to do, and we need all the help we can get. Bring all the soldiers in, like, help us out. I don't know. And yeah, that's what I got. I don't know much about Finland, so yeah, sure. So that's all I got. I hope you liked it. That was my gift to both of you. <laughs> I appreciate it. This is the best I could so do. I, I practiced it. saying my foreign names. You did a great job saying their names. <laughs> I really do feel like that. Um, That's because I convinced you that that's how they sound. <laughs> It could be totally off. Except for Gustafsson. <laughs> no, Gustafsson. It's different every time I say it. How can Gustafson? they never have my back when I pronounce things? 
You're always the first to be Because like, you always say it wrong. <laughs> Gustafson? What, do I, what is the answer? Gustafson. What did I say? Gustafson? I no, know. you said Gustafson. I'm saying it's Gustafson. Thanks so much, guys, for tuning into our podcast this week. You can always find us at thetipsyghost.com and find our social medias from there. And send us an email to thetipsyghost at gmail.com if you have any experiences that you want to share so we can share them on our next Tipsy Stories. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And please, 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 times a million, give us a five-star rating and a great review on Apple Podcasts. It really, really helps. I promise. It does. Mm -hmm. Thanks so much for for tuning in this week, guys. We will catch you guys next week. Okay, bye. 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 (laughs)